this week on the Vocarte podcast. I think that art in general, especially made by Christians, can have such a strong reach, make a powerful impact. And I think that if we make that accessible to everybody, then more people are able to access God's image and God's people. Well, I am here with Grace Esther Lee of the blog um, Overflowing with Grace. And she is not just a blogger, but she is moving into also the world of style. Um, Grace and I met through that same young adult group I keep referencing, the 12 2, <laughs> back in like, oh gosh, like 2015. And then she moved <laughs> and we were really sad and uh, I've just reconnected recently, but I've been following her work for a really long time. Her voice is so beautiful and she has a gift for encouraging people through her words and through her work that I think is really unique. So hi, Grace. Hi, thank you so much for the very kind words. I'm so glad that you're here and that was my version of an intro, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about where you're from, uh, what you are currently doing for work, what you enjoy for doing for fun, and also a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Okay, I can do that. Yay. So I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, and in middle school, I moved to New Jersey, and that's where I spent middle school, high school, and then... Um, something that I like to do lately has been watching sports documentaries. Really? Yeah. When I was younger, I played a lot of sports. So I played soccer, I played basketball, I played softball. I was captain of my sports teams oh my um, in high school. So it, it's always something I had a passion for, but you, you work and then you become an adult and um, you sometimes forget about your passions. But mm -hmm. during this pandemic, I have been really into sports documentaries and it's been so much fun. Um, I also love a good coffee date. I love coffee shops and I love get some deep conversation over coffee. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So you're back in New Jersey now. You were in New York, upstate New York by us for a little while. Yeah, I was in Boston for college and then I moved to New York City. I'm actually also a lawyer. Um, so that's also an interesting kind of dual thing that I, I live that I'm an attorney, but I also love being creative and I also mm. write. And so I think that's such a beautiful thing that God creates us to have different skills and um, we're all so unique, but um, yeah, so I do that for work, but um, I can tell you a little bit more about how I came to know the Lord. That's a little bit of a deeper conversation. Whatever you're comfortable with sharing, I'd love to hear it. Okay. I don't think you know this actually, but my parents are pastors. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my entire life, I grew up in the church. I did Saturday early morning services. I read Bible stories ever since I was little. So that's a little bit of a tidbit and insight into my life that I don't always share first thing with people, but it wasn't until college where I made my faith my own. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about how you started blogging and kind of what that means to you as, as something you're both super brilliant as a lawyer and you're also working as a creative. How did you get into this practice of writing? 
writing for me has always been a passion and it has always been a vehicle to encourage other people. Hmm. When I started my blog three and a half years ago, Overflowing with Grace, I was actually very fearful in the beginning, but my desire to encourage people through my experiences outweighed that fear. I was going through a period of healing and God had brought me through that experience from painful experiences with friendships early in my life. And God was so faithful that I wanted to share that other people had access to that same love and that same grace that he offers. Mm, That's super powerful. And your blog is very unique in that some of the topics you cover, if you're thinking blog and you're like, oh, just this is like pictures from my life. And first of all, it's beautiful. When you look at this blog, the way it's laid out aesthetically is like, holy cow. Um, (laughs) But you cover things like self-care, equality, the topic of resilience, like some of these topics are really deep and you go at them with a lot of artistry. Like this is very creative. Thank you so much. One of the the blogs, we were talking about this a little earlier that you wrote, they kind of hit me, it felt like it hit me in the chest was a blog talking about how you and your parents uh, were watching the film Minari together. And I have just recently seen it and it was incredibly moving. But the way you described that experience, just sitting with your parents. Can you tell me a little bit more about like what you took away from that experience? If you've not read the blog post, I will link to it. But what did that moment mean for you? That means a lot to me that it touched you. Mm-hmm. And just for listeners, um, a brief sense of what I wrote about was watching Minari with my parents, which depicts a story of um, a Korean American family. Um, and the Korean parents trying to basically raise their children in America in an environment that they're not used to and the financial strains that come with many immigrant families. And so I could relate to that a lot um, from my parents being immigrants as well. And I was was born here. Mm -hmm. So watching that with my parents was such a a personal experience. Um, Having a movie that we first can enjoy together is really great first off. But why I wrote that was because I was so touched by the movie because it really touched upon my parents' experience and what it was like for them to come to a country that they didn't know about and, and didn't know what it would be like and wasn't that familiar with. And also understanding their strains, you know, as... Um, young child, you can kind of think that you can say this about my growing up, or I didn't like this part about my parents, but understanding that they had so many layers and so many complicated experiences that I wouldn't understand as a child. um, That was really meaningful. And I wanted to write about it. I'm so glad you did. (laughs) It was one of those things where I just, I think I read it a couple of times. Like that was just incredibly powerful. So When you are blogging, what are some of the deep core issues that bubble up for you? Like, what do you hope to share or even to receive yourself as a writer? Because it's such a two-way street. It's like I'm giving, but I'm also getting from this. Yes. Well, what I want to share is that even in difficult circumstances, that God is with us and that his love and his presence can bring restoration. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a 
the parts of my blog that you may be um, getting, which makes me feel really good because um, it comes from a personal space. So sometimes that makes you feel vulnerable, but it does get personal because I want to share how real God is in those experiences. Um, And what I want to receive is, and what I do receive is just anytime I'm able to know that these words are impacting people and resonating with people, that means a lot to me. Beautiful. So not only is Grace a lawyer and a brilliant blogger, she also happens to be in the world of style and fashion, which I always knew you were fashionable, but I did not know how gifted you are at making other people look fashionable. It's <laughs> my favorite. It's your favorite. Do you Are you a big fan of making people up, making them over? Yes. It's one of those things where you, you, God works in mysterious ways, but I feel like a lot of gifts that he gives to people, they just have had or throughout their entire lives, you know? And so styling is one of them. Um, I've always been somebody who people have turned to, to be like, is this outfit good or what should I wear? Um, So I bought clothes for my um, family members, um, just thinking this would look great on them. Um, And yeah, I just that that's always been kind of a common touching point throughout my life. And recently I decided to do styling services with people, people's closets that they already have. So I style outfits from clothes that they have already in their closet. And I just help them put together outfits that they may not have thought to put together before and make, try to make them feel really good about themselves. And you do a phenomenal job. I've been following. So she has overflowing with grace right. and then she also has an overflowing. It's overflowing with style. I believe yes, it is. On Instagram. and that's very aptly named to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you got into this. Do you have just, something that you've really taken from that experience as well as the writing, what have you received as a, you're now a stylist? That's a really good question. I think this is more on a personal level that I really feel a lot of confidence from styling people, which is amazing because that's what I want to give to other people. But I think that that's something Styling has been something that I didn't know that I could do or even wanted to do, um, especially as a business. Mm -hmm. So it's given me a lot of confidence that God has given me gifts and that we can discover them as we go through life, even if it's later on. And that makes me so glad to have a relationship with God that he has built us in so many, with so many different capacities and gifts. How has it been styling people through a pandemic when pandemic style is really rough? (laughs) Yeah, it's so different. I have been doing styling over Zoom, um, which is what we're doing now for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are in in a very interesting world, but I I feel like it's just the same thing as connecting to people, um, which I love to do. And so it's it's a cool way to adapt to different technology and to the circumstances that we live in. But um, yeah, we do a lot of like, what do you have on? And you like (laughs) angle the the camera, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of like you're in people's homes and a little more comfortable. So it's almost like you're kind of um, hanging out with a girlfriend, which is kind of the feel I want to give anyway. Oh, that's so fun. 
I love that. So, you know, when we think about Christian art, I don't know, I know that blogging is definitely, writing and blogging are definitely one of the, I would say like strongholds in Christian art. Fashion and style, not so much. And I think there's so much room for growth in that area, but we'll talk about both. Um, what would you like to see more of in the world of Christian art and what gaps can, do you think that we can fill? Mm. So this might lean towards more the writing, but just generally in Christian art, I feel like we are going in this direction, but if the Christian world, especially in Christian art could go towards having more empathy and compassion in their work. Um, and that means even outside the Christian community, I think that art in general, especially made by Christians can have such a strong reach make a powerful impact. And I think that if we make that accessible to everybody, then more people are able to access God's image and God's people. That's perfectly said. And we would like to see more fashion and style in the world. Oh yeah, I think I think what in styling, I feel like just being able to express yourself and being who you are and that somehow reflecting your identity in Christ, I think there is more to explore there for me. And um, I think it's just owning who you are as a Christian in, in this world, I think is a statement in itself. Mm. Oh yeah. That right there. <laughs> <laughs> so but we can, we're wrapping it up, but I always ask this, where can we follow your work? And I'll put links below and how can we be praying for you? Well, you can follow me. My blog is at overflowingwithgrace.com. And you can follow me on Instagram. So my handle is overflowing with grace. And you can also follow me on my um, styling Instagram, which is new, which is overflowing with style. Love it. Yes. And what is your, what can we pray for you as we wrap up? That is so wonderful of a question. <laughs> I had a publisher ask me that we wrapped up like an acquisitions meeting and he goes, and how can I pray for you? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it's not a question you're necessarily asked a lot, especially mm. outside of church. And so it's such a beautiful thing. Um, but I would love for um, prayer for just guidance on how to um, continue the direction of my blog. Um, it's been three and a half years and I'm just as passionate as I was when I started, but I do feel a little bit more mature I feel more emboldened. And so I think that as that reflects in my life, I think it'll reflect in my work. So for God to just guide that process, I would love prayer for. All right. I'll pray over you right now. Lord, oh Lord, we just are so grateful for your creativity and how we get to mirror it in our lives. Lord, I thank you for grace. I thank you for her heart and her brilliant mind and for all of these gifts that you've given her. I thank you that she is learning new things about herself and that she is finding new ways to encourage other people. She does have such an encouraging spirit and a strengthening spirit as well. And so father, I ask that you would give her such clear guidance into what the next steps are for the work that she's doing. I pray that you would refine her voice. So it sounds more and more like her and more and more like you every day. I pray that it would be a strong congruent voice and that she would have such joy in what she's doing. Thank you, Lord, for the way she's able to touch people's lives through something like what they put on each day and how that makes them feel and how that gives them a vision of how you see them and who they are. 
So Lord, I pray blessing over her work. I pray clarity and guidance and protection in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.